This is Couples Therapy, a podcast from me, Richard, and my husband, Steve, where we jump in and cover real and honest challenges in life and relationships. We'll cover romantic relationships, friendships, work, families, kids, pets, everything in between, everything that you need to live your best life. This is Couples Therapy. Watch out, people. He's got liquor. Good liquor. Is it's, that? It's decent liquor. What is that? It's uh, not McClellan, but Ma- Macallan's or something like that. It's from Scotland. Okay. Not McKellen? No. Okay. It's a different one. Yeah. Okay. I tried it. It's a basic. I just saw basic. an empty bottle out in the garage. I thought that may be the. That was. Glenlivet. The, the Glenlivet. Uh, non. I mean. Just basic, unload it. This man likes whiskey and scotch. I do, I do. Happy Friday, y'all. Been a crazy couple Last weeks. day of April. Yep. And tomorrow's May Day. My favorite. Do I need to go get some May Day shit? For what? Kennedy. No. No? Nope. Okay. Do you already have stuff procured? Nope. We're not doing anything? I don't, I didn't plan on it. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we'll do it next year then. Uh, so quick shout out to our friends uh, Brad and Graham and their little boy Kale. Since we last talked, they added a fourth to their family. Yeah. So congratulations, guys. And she's adorable. She's ridiculously adorable. It's not, it's not. It's not okay. I'm very excited for her for them to have a little girl in the mix. Yeah. Girl dads. <clears throat> any positives for this week that was positive any others do i i don't know i thought well, you I, said I, you had two i do uh so i got my second covid shot this week so i'm close to being fully vaxxed um never thought we'd be talking about vaccines on any podcast other than <laughs> other than the, the whatever i'm <clears throat> not even gonna go there but uh yeah so it hurt not didn't hurt like but it hit me hard. Uh, I did not have the headache like a lot of people have had. Um, he had Moderna, by the way. People. I had Moderna, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had 12 hours of chills and hot and cold sweats and achiness. And, uh, but mostly today, it's just back to the arm being a little bit sore. So so I posted on Twitter. I basically you know, I, I, I said thank you to Moderna. Thank you to all the scientists, doctors, nurses, and trial participants who made that day and all these days possible you know because they worked hard and people who are in medical trials whether it's for covid or other diseases like they're, they're taking chances so yep. uh, i appreciate it we all appreciate it so i'm lucky i didn't have any side effects yeah you were lucky yeah uh the nurse that uh administered my second shot i am fully vaccinated now i'm about a week and a half into maybe almost two weeks actually into my I think, last, yeah, I think you did it right before I left um, town. Uh, said that, generally speaking, if you currently have the antibodies or you have not had COVID, you are likely not to experience any 
symptoms with COVID shots. Mm -hmm. However, if you have had COVID and you no longer have the antibodies, um, or you currently have COVID, uh, you are likely going to feel a lot of those effects. Um, And she was saying that a lot of her, you know, like her parents and um, aunts and uncles, like her aunts and uncles um, had COVID, but don't now and have, have the antibodies still. And they had a terrible... Like they're out for like three days, yeah. where her parents didn't have didn't have COVID and they didn't feel a thing. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's interesting what your body's doing when when the sh- when you get the shot and and I'm not surprised that I would have had COVID, which probably meant, means I had it early on or sometime in the summer, which is when a lot of I mean that's when here in Iowa it was spiking, so I'm not surprised that I could have contracted it at that point and just not had any symptoms then. Yeah, so I don't know, but if you would have had it, I would have had it. Yeah, but that's not true though. Like there are some houses where like. Only one person gets it, or all but one person gets it. Like it's such a weird fucking disease. I mean, I had Pfizer too, so I had a different shot. You did, well, so they could we could be responding differently, but yeah. And my dad had J and J, and mom had Pfizer. Sorry, HIPAA. Um, my sister had Moderna, and she also had bad reactions <laughs> to the second shot. Not bad, but like had the the typical reactions. But she was yeah. also a teacher, and I'm also not surprised that she would have had could have had COVID at that point. So yeah. like a lot of this is not surprising. I was hopeful that I wouldn't feel anything, and like I was getting Kennedy in the bathtub that night, and I was like, oh man, because I could feel it's, it. It comes on just like that normal kind of cold does, a 24 hour bug, and I, I felt it, and I was like, oh, here we go. So I quickly took a shower. And cozied up on the couch. <laughs> yeah, it only took a day and a half for you. Yeah, yeah. So, but I was very like I, I the minute I started to feel it, like I didn't try and push through it. I was like, I'm not going to win this. <laughs> no. So I said, I'm checking out. And to be fair, it kicked your ass. I did. I it, it was brutal, but like I drank orange juice. I rested. Um, I took you know uh, aspirin the next morning to calm kind of the muscle aches and stuff. So. Anyway, thank thank you. Super happy, excited for summer twenty twenty one. I finally, finally, after three months, got a job offer officially. I mean, I've been working this whole time. Yeah, yeah. but it was more of a contract to hire, and those always make me really nervous, just because you're not guaranteed a job at the end. And I always have this underlying, maybe irrational on some level, fear that they're just going to use me to you know use me for three months and help them set up all of their marketing efforts and get them running peace out and then ditch me (laughs) um not the case uh they actually offered full-time um with a with a better bonus structure than i was anticipating so it's good news but um yeah i was very excited to kind of solidifies like the the peace of mind yeah uh, yeah, and I, I like it. I, I'm I'm weird. I'm one of those weird people who enjoy B two B marketing, um, and it is. It's working with railing, <laughs> super sexy product. You, I mean, the, the product itself is beautiful. Yeah, so, but yeah. I mean, it's it it's what, railings. But what's it's weird? I nerd out over it. I you have do. a it's I have, great. I have a little thing on my Someone desk. It's to. called a piece of. It's called excur- uh, extrusion. Which oh boy, is, here we go. It's like the middle uh, middle metal piece of of a piece of railing. And they gave us like at our last meeting, sales meeting, they gave us um like a a little cut of like it's maybe like a four inch or three and a half four inch cut, and it's just a little thing. It's like a paperweight that sits on my di- on my desk. But I absolutely love playing with it. I actually texted Richard uh, uh, an image of it today, and I was like, "This is just so fun to play with." And I just I don't know. I'm a big old nerd for liking railing, but 
I also get to work in a lot of different capacities that it's probably what's making it so fun. It's not like this metal piece of railing is really what just gets me going every day. It's, but it's, you know, it's the, you know, being able to do a lot of stuff with it yeah. and for other countries yeah, and for being sure. able to lead strategy. And so yeah, excited to have that, yeah that, that contract chapter closing. Yeah, for sure. I agree. But it's a, well, because there's a lot of people who are planning vacations and stuff, but we haven't been able to even talk about it because we didn't know a would this contract would would that that role change and b if it does, well, what does the vacation look like? You know, so it's like, well, I'm we're sitting on some travel credits and Airbnb credits and <clears throat> itching to go places and can't really plan anything. So I'm excited for just knowing that and being able to. Yeah, and most everyone we know has the COVID shot, yep. so they can watch Kennedy and. Yep. We're ready to go. Let's Bags are this. packed. So after the commercial, Richard is on the hot seat today. As if you recall, last episode, I was, and he's been prepped of this topic. So um, not I'm the questions, but the topic. I'm interested to hear uh, his insight and what he can share with those of you who may be in a sticky situation. We'll be right back. Do you know someone who's been impacted? or diagnosed with Alzheimer's or dementia, now is your chance to make a measurable impact on the research and care and support of these diseases. You can do that by clicking the link in the show notes to support my bike ride around Des Moines on June 20th in honor of the longest day. The longest day is the summer solstice. The the day that shines the most is the day that we're going to raise the most. And I would appreciate your support. This money goes directly into the community for the care and support groups, for the trainings that we do for volunteers for those care and support groups, to the 24-hour Alzheimer's hotline, and to find a cure for Alzheimer's and all other dementias. Again, I appreciate your support. This is our third year hosting this bike ride, and it's so important now, maybe more than ever, that we raise these funds to continue to do the great work that these Alzheimer's staff and volunteers do here in Des Moines and across the country. Again, the link is in the show notes to support my longest day bike ride to support Alzheimer's and all other dementias. Thanks for your time. So um, I have, over the past maybe six to eight months, I have inadvertently making a mental note of like <laughs> certain conversations that I've had um, which have come from conversations that I've had with people that have had other conversations, whether it be with a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, um, gay, straight, spouse, married, whatever. Um, and I've been uh, reminded over and over again of kind of how lucky I am to be in the marriage that we're in. Uh, but we're by far not, we are not perfect, not even close. But there's a lot of things that I don't, that I don't even think about that I think both of us take for granted okay. that we don't necessarily know we take for granted. Okay. Um, Do you have an example? Well, I don't want to call anybody out specifically. Okay. okay. Uh, and I don't necessarily want to give too many details because yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. want to, yep. you know. Um, but essentially what I've been noticing is that in a lot of relationships, and this goes for... Um, gay relationships as well as straight relationships this is not one one side or the other but one person in the cup in the couple drives the bus yeah. and i think in some ways 
you drive the bus in our family. In some ways, I drive the bus yeah, in our family. Yeah, for sure. But, and I think that's a positive way. Yeah. But I think I've been noticing that there's some driving of the bus that's negative. In uh, our world? No. Oh, in other, no, okay. in other Mike, people. Is that what this episode is Surprise! <laughs> I'm calling you out. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, about other people. So one really good example that I can think of is obviously as COVID is starting, we're on the beginning part of it getting handled. People are starting to talk about getting together with other people. Yeah. Um, and there's been one conversation was that uh, one of the one of the members of this couple was not ready to to see people again. Okay. Um, and the person that I, I know personally um, is ready and actually <laughs> started to put get-togethers together. And it it was not pretty. Yeah. Um, and so, <clears throat> uh, they, I mean, they handled it and everything's good. But it got me thinking about some other conversations where... I thought back, truthfully, back to your ex-boyfriend, and I don't know if you want to tell people a little bit about, you don't need to say the name, but you can kind of tell them a little bit about... I think I'll wait until we see what the questions are, so I don't like... Okay. Pre-give it, yeah. So, I guess the first question is, when it comes to um, tumultuous times in your previous relationships... (laughs) That could be a romantic relationship. I think that could also be, be a, friendships. a work yeah, relationship. Work, yeah. How do you recognize abuse? So I actually figured that would be one of the first questions. Um, because it happens in all three of those. In personal, and work, and romantic. Um, and abuse is not, I would say the majority of the time, physical. Uh, I think abuse manifests itself in the emotional uh, far more often than physical. Um, luckily I've never experienced the physical side, so I can't even speak to what that's like. And, um, I did actually have someone on, on my podcast recently who, who back years ago, uh, ended up in a physical relationship and she, and I asked her and I'll, I'll answer your question, but I asked her, I was like, well, how did, what happened? How did you get to that point? Like that, that you were in the physical abuse and she was like, it started emotionally where, uh, her partner at the time would degrade her and degrade her friends and like slowly like pull her circle even tighter 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 until then he could physically abuse her it was just really it was a really fascinating part of our conversation so how do you recognize the abuse especially if it's emotional i think there's and i'm not a therapist so everything i say here is just based on personal experience so you have to look at yourself for me in in hindsight and in my experience it's it's two things that that can be a can be a trigger for recognizing the abuse um one if your friends don't want to spend the time with the two of you that can be a, a red flag well what why why like we always spent time together what's going on um or if you're just constantly like feeling uncomfortable with the person worried that there's going to be a fight with something you bring up um i think those are two things that in hindsight really kind of stick out for me um what's really hard is if a friend speaks up and says something um it's hard for that 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 party who is in that relationship to to actually listen and hear what they're saying and i i 
I think that's where and why a lot of people in my circle didn't say something because they probably wouldn't have listened. Yeah. Well, adding a layer of complexity to this, a couple of the conversations that I've had, the division and or the negative behavior has been driven from political <laughs> differences. Yeah. Um, that's been hard for me to... I can think of three different people that I've had that conversation with. Yeah. And that's that's hard for, as a friend. That's hard for me to hear yeah. because... Um, you and I are not the same politically. No. Not, although I think <laughs> the Trump we, era came, brought you a little bit more to my side. Well, I will say that like we have voted similarly. We may not view... There's a great line in the West Wing where like they talk about how uh, you, you view the process differently. You view how to get there. But you, at the end of the day, kind of believe the same thing. I think that's yeah. kind of where we are. So. Well, I was talking with an Instagram follower um, two months ago about their differences in their um what it started as their religious beliefs and they kind of moved past that years ago but then it with this election and all this yeah. madness that was the last 24 months or so um it really started to put this even this gay marriage at a standstill yeah. to where everything else they loved about each other like nothing changed on those fronts yeah Interesting. But there was so much political difference yeah. that it was literally tearing their marriage yeah. apart. And um, you're obviously heavy in politics. I, I don't know if you were, I don't know if you, I mean, I feel like you've always have been since you ran for mayor at 19, yeah. but yeah. you've been in I, what I would assume to be relationships where the other person may be different politically than you. Yes. Man, did, I mean, one did now that ever? Level, but <laughs> I mean, thanks. <laughs> I'm not abusive, folks. No, he's not. Um, uh, I, I think it's more so. Did that contribute to anything? Hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, it was more so when those conversations would happen. Uh, the 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 way they would go is. I, Richard, was spoken to and and treated as though I didn't know what I was talking about. And I'll I'll readily admit, like there's any number of issues where I'm not the expert. But it was always you don't know as much as I do. I'm right. Yeah. Okay, that's great. But let me do the reading too and see if I come to the same conclusion and that kind of. Thing. And it just never that was so. Yeah, it was on the romantic side. It did drive um, a wedge to a point where like. We were both passionate about, you know, policy and politics, and we couldn't even have those conversations. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I think at some point, whether this be uh, a domestic abuse problem, you know, more of a physical thing, yeah. it's an emotional thing. Sometimes I think it's a. Um, I, I think people can slowly start to take advantage of, of other people and move into what what is unknown abuse. But how do you, knowing that you were in that situation before and or probably have found yourself in similar situations outside of that relationship, how, what methods did you have to put in place to evolve yourself out of that? Out of the relationship as a whole or? Out of putting up with that behavior. Yeah. 
you, that, uh, such a good question, and it's. I don't know that it was any one thing. I don't know that there was any one one light bulb that went off for me on, in the romantic relationship. I want to talk about a personal one though as well. Um, that, that I'll come back to um, because politics kind of tore that one apart, which is sad in a lot of ways. Um, but but on the romantic side, for me it was a long process. It wasn't like we had one fight and boom, that was it. You know, it was it was a long. Uh, I'm going to say six month process internally where for, for whatever reason I started to pull back in the relationship. Like, what does that mean? It just, I mean, we were living together. So it's not like I stopped going on dates or anything. Like it was, it was less engaged. It was less like, Oh, let's go do something this weekend. Um, you know, it was, it was, I was spending more time on me stuff and my time and my circle of friends. And I think, uh, doing that subconsciously allowed me to think through the the relationship itself. Like, is is how I'm spending the time now the way I want to spend my time, or is this other is the relationship where I want to spend the time? And what does that look like, and how does it make me feel? And so the time away allowed me that perspective. Um, and then it it, it <laughs> I basically made the decision that it just it was not worth the emotional pain and the, the no gain on that side um, to stay together. And I made that decision and sat with it for weeks just to make sure that like, is this actually the right thing? Like the right answer to that problem? Um, yes, it was. Um, what, what was interesting though, and I alluded to it before is that um, everyone <laughs> in my world, after I told them you know, that that, particular relationship was over would tell me after the fact and explain to me how bad of a relationship it actually was and because i'd been in it i didn't see it um so i mean i mean i know you just said that you probably wouldn't have listened had they said anything but they're also pretty shitty for not saying anything and that's always that's always on some level kind of bothered me um, and honestly, like maybe on some level they did say things that no one ever sat me down on a Saturday morning over coffee and said, we got to talk about your relationship because it's a pile of shit and you don't see it. Like no one ever said that, but they may have said things and I just didn't mm-hmm. catch it or hear it and, and, or listen. Um, I never thought I'd be the person who going to the personal side who let politics get in between a, a, a pretty solid friendship. Um, but this time, this, this last year it did. Um, and it, it, what, it would just got to a point with certain conversations that it was like, who the fuck are you? And I can't have that feeling, that approach to life. And I'm all about people living their life, like hundred percent. Like you want to swear in front of your kids, by all means do it. Don't want to go to church, do it. Want to go to church four times a week, do it. Like, I don't care. Be you live your life. But when you have cognitive dissonance for the world around you and what you're actually saying, like I can't, I can't connect with that. I can't, Mm -hmm. it just didn't work for me. And so I had to make decisions personally and professionally based on the environments I was in. So the other, my next, my next question is what if you, have you experienced, uh, a relationship with someone romantically or not that you didn't know abuse was happening. Well, 
So I have. <laughs> Unfortunately, you were on the receiving end of the uh, the healing aspect of that. But um, the person prior to me marrying Richard, I dated a person who cheated on me okay, okay, was, 18 yeah. times. Yeah. Um, and I only know that many because they all contacted me personally. Yeah. Um, and it was in a very short span. Yeah. Um, some of them were more heavily romantic with this person than others. Um, but I was like solely committed to this person and it destroyed me. Yeah. And so the reason I asked that question is because a lot of times people don't know that abuse is happening and then all of a sudden they're shell-shocked yeah. and they obviously have to do what you did and try to make a decision and think about that and what's best and if there's kids in the situation that's a whole other ball game yeah but like then they have to deal with that actual yeah um the processing of this hidden yeah. thing that yeah. was so long yeah i don't know that i the, the the decision to end that particular relationship that's really driving this conversation was not because i felt like there was abuse even in that decision it wasn't that was not a part of it like i was just unhappy now, as I got further away and talked to more people and did reflection, I saw it as that, but that was after the fact. Um, so it wasn't even that I felt like I was in an abusive relationship at the time. I just wasn't happy. Well, but but I agree. I think you were you were in a relation. You were unhappy because you were in a relationship that was abusive. You just didn't know it was abusive. Yeah, I didn't know that last part. You of the didn't sentence. recognize it right. as abuse. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I will say, it, knowing that this was our topic of conversation for tonight i got to thinking about um so when you and i started dating it had been nine months since that relationship ended i think yeah, at least nine months oh really i didn't realize it was that little 11 yeah i think it, yeah i think it's right wow um i snatched you right you up. did i was not on the market long no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and i think in in thinking about it I, I now wonder if some of my behavior in those early months or year was... With me? Yeah. Uh -huh. Was me protecting myself from not getting to that point again. I don't know if you felt like I was distant with you or like... I don't I, I don't know, but I just wonder that maybe my behavior was a little different or more you sensitive. Didn't, you didn't talk. I don't know. Yeah, and that's probably a, a, a symptom of that relationship on some I level, think it's, but... I think it was it's long a couple things. Yeah, but I think that's just part of yeah you, who you were for yeah. the longest time. But I also think a part of that was you not wanting to say something because you know that I may disagree with you. Right. I don't want to fight. I and you don't want to fight I, about I had, it. Anymore. I, I had no energy to fight anymore. Yeah. I think there was some of that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and so that's just the residuals of being in a. I know it's honestly you're still kind of like that. Yeah. Because if I say something that if I'm pissed and I'm and I want to you know. And I want to fight about something, or I don't, we don't really fight. But you like, know, what's on, what, what's going on here? <laughs> we don't really fight. But like, if I say something snarky and you don't like it, you can tell just like your inflection of your attitude when you respond to me that you're shutting it down. You don't want to have this conversation because you're. I do. Yeah. Oh. And I I recognize that as just this past relationship, and okay. you just you just don't want to have that anymore. So I didn't um, know that was. I didn't even know. Oh yeah, you totally do that. But <laughs> every other day, <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's it's does it's not like it happens. Yeah. Every, it's probably two or three times a year max. Okay. Okay. It's not very much, but it's you know, um, just just your response sometimes is real. It's clipped short. Yeah. 
and you you get up and do something right away. So you'll start cleaning or you'll say you need to go work on something or you're going to go outside and you're going to do yard work or you'll go do something immediately after. And that's my sign of like, okay, he does, he's think this is going to lead to something bigger. So we're just not going to go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, I think my question still stands though of like, what, how, so you decided to leave that, that relationship yeah. and you made that decision you made it happen granted that one's a little different because you were still living with the person for a while and then you met me um but how did you deal with that internally like no breakups are fun we all get that um and i leave the romantic part out let's take this friend that you know that you kind of lost put distance between that had to have hurt on some level how did you deal with that I'm still dealing with it. I mean, it's only been since November, really. Yeah. Um, and it's it's sad because on ninety percent of the, we were we just jived, right? There was just we had common interests, we had common visions, we had great conversations. Um, but yeah, when there, when there's just a a complete difference of, I, I almost want to say like lack of respect for self based on what what they had tweeted that really triggered tri- triggered me the week before the election um and not to we always say we don't want to be political on this podcast but i want to make the i want to say what they said so it makes makes sense so like if you follow you know joe biden at all you know that joe is a very uh uh faithful person he's been a catholic his whole life he still goes to his son's grave anytime he's in town he goes to church at least once a week if not more more like He's a very religious person and, and holds that faith near and dear to his heart. Um, and he wears it on his sleeve. Which um, is part of what I think makes him so endearing. Yes. He is a human uh, grandfather who um, ha- has dealt with a lot of loss in life. And you can see that on his face and how he talks. Yep. So I never vote for someone because they're Christian or Baptist. Or, I, I don't care. Like, just be a good human and you have at least some level of my respect. Okay. So this person said that they were going to vote for Donald Trump because they were a strong Christian, and they did not, and they didn't, and they did not believe that Joe Biden was. Oh, that's comical. And I still can't process how someone after four plus years can, on any level, believe that. <laughs> so uh, at that point, I was like, I didn't. There was nothing like I couldn't even. There was no coming back from that. Wow. Um, which is sad. So I don't remember what your question was. Um, how, how, did how, you, how did you, how are you dealing with the loss of it's or moving beyond? Mo- I shouldn't say the loss of that. Cause I'm not talking about the loss. How do you deal with the fact that the abuse, whatever, define that however you yeah. want to led to a missing piece for you? Yeah. Like, cause it wasn't abuse on me. Like it really wasn't, um, Maybe I felt betrayed on some level in what I thought that person was, um, and uh, so it's you know it's thinking through like how do I not let politics get in between friends, and I don't know in this day and age how I stop that right now. Um, I think honestly, and I don't mean to boast our marriage here, but I feel like you and I are really good at this. Um, you and I don't agree. We often vote the same. We often want similar outcomes for things. Yeah. But we 
more than more than more than not don't agree on the path to get there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and for for I, I won't get any political th- into political things, <laughs> but I think truth be told, you and I do a really good job of managing that. Yeah. Because sometimes I think you're way too fucking conservative for me, <laughs> and I I need some straight up bands of things, and yeah. I want. You, like there's some very very blue parts of me, and you're like Steve, you're being absolutely outrageous. But we never a I don't ever feel like that's a disassociation point for us. Yeah, it's more of like, well, we disagree. We disagree. That sucks. You're stupid. You probably say I'm stupid, but we kind of leave it at that. You know, like it's it's not like we sit here and be like we don't fester that. Yeah, it kind of dies when the conversation dies. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um. I mean. Uh, I, I know you challenge, especially in the past, whatever it's been, seven years. Yeah, you've definitely like challenged my thinking, and I challenged mine. And, like, um, but like especially for that gay couple who have this is literally pulling them apart. Yeah, I like this person has asked me. The whole thing started because they saw that you ran for yeah, office. you know, yeah, office yeah, yeah. and. If we agreed, and that's kind of how that whole thing got gotcha. started. Yeah. Um, but they said, what happens when you don't agree? And so I basically said, we are, our commitment is that we listen to each other. Mm-hmm. We may not agree, but we agree to listen. Yeah. And not just hear them, but to listen. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to hold your pers- own opinion when you leave. Yeah. But you have to be respectful of the other opinions. Yeah. Too. I think in whether it's politics or religion or where to send your kids to school or where to go out for dinner Saturday night, like I think what what makes it work in my limited experience, but what makes it work is are they listening yeah. and do they agree on what the goal is? Right. And even if so, but what if they don't? So but that's my I'm getting to that. So like Take 2016 and 2020 elections out of the equation. Let's pretend it's 2012, right? And it's and it's Mitt Romney and Barack Obama. And that couple, again, one votes for Mitt, one votes for Barack. I would firmly believe that that fight is not happening. Because those people were not that different. And where they are different, they agree on the end goal. Right. Well, and this particular couple had been alive and together okay, so during that election. Except that is my guess. So what has happened is that segment, that piece of, of our world, our relationship has become toxic to have those differences in the same house. Yep. And therein is the is the challenge. Like you and I have had fierce conversations about religion and how to have religion, religion in Kennedy's life. Mm-hmm. But our end goal is the same, to have her have this wide experience. And we just kind of disagreed how to get it. And yep. that's fine. But our end goal was the same. Yep. And so I think that's, I think that's where the challenges in all relationships come in. Is if the end goal is not the same, then you have a problem. And for someone in a relationship where someone is Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders and they're Donald Trump and the Trump Organization, those are not together. There is no commonality there. <laughs> Very true. And so how do you make? I don't. I, I yeah. <laughs> I have no answer for that. You either don't de- you don't talk about it, which is just a weird thing in a marriage. Yep, I think. But uh, yeah, that's where uh, and kind of what led me to like wrapping up these conversations with uh, a few of these folks is that at the end of the day, 
especially if it's romantic, but I would even say put that same amount of pressure on personal friendships as well. If you can't come together and find commonality, yeah, you may not agree on your end goal of politics, right? Yeah. Or you may not agree, uh, maybe it's your health decisions, right? Maybe you're a super big, you know, you want to get buff and eat lean all the time. And I'm like, give me all the damn cookies, <laughs> you know, whatever that is, yeah. right? It could be health, it could be politics, it could be career, it could be a lot of different things. If, and what I told these friends was like, if you can't, A, recognize the fact that it's okay to be different and yeah. B, come back to the, to the things that, holds you together yeah you're doomed yeah you definitely have to do that do that yeah and it's <laughs> i i feel like we get a lot of questions you and i get a lot of questions of like you guys don't you guys just seem fine all the time and it's like well we're not but yeah we also know how to keep things in check i yes. think uh we're we're coming up on next year will be 10 years together <laughs> he said that with an eye roll, guys. It's just, I can't um, be- fucking believe it. Yeah, like you don't get to ten years by sitting in a quarter and saying yeah. my way or the highway. Yeah. Um, Donald Trump, are you listening? Um, <clears throat> so, um, I think the last the last question that I had is, um, do you knowing that you've experienced a lot of this, that you've learned to grow and outcome? Uh, a better person because of it and try to manage your relationships better. And uh, how do you then start to recognize some of this behavior when you're doing it yourself? When I'm the abusive one? Correct. Okay. I was like, make sure I understand the question. Um, Cause I think we all can be, we all can be. And I, I this is going to sound really weird. I sent a text this week to someone. I said, I apologize if I've been an asshole to you lately. I didn't know if I had, but I know that like our world has been stressful and I can get dicky without knowing it. Mm-hmm. And and they said, "Oh my god, no, not at all." Yeah. And like so I I do checks like that. Like because I want to make sure the people in my world aren't feeling something that I'm not recognizing. Mm-hmm. And if it takes me asking, I'm going to ask. You know, and so like I've only been at my new job for now 2 weeks and so I haven't <laughs> had to ask that question yet. But I will. I'll be like, everything good with us? Like, feeling good about where we are, what we're doing? Like, I haven't been a, been a bitch to you? Like, I'll ask that question. Yeah. Um, because I want that frankness in personal and professional relationships. Um, yeah, I, I, for me, that's the, the thing that I've learned that works the best. Um, I will say you're pretty good at ma- managing long-term relationships. Yeah. Me, not so much. Uh, I am a bitch. And it usually just shines through, and people are like, yeah, I'm done with that. Uh, <laughs> it's the truth. I don't know how you're here, still here 10 years later. Yeah, I know. Uh, There's legal documents involved. I that's, got, which, I got a time for that. Which is why I asked, which is why I wanted to ask you that specific question, because I think a lot of people out there listening who, you know, are maybe now, after hearing this, looking at all their friendships and looking at all of their family relationships yeah. and, you know, like, Another conversation I had was about, and we won't get into this, but uh, abusive family members. It's okay to cut a family member out of your life. It is. Like, they're no different just because yeah. they're blood relatives. Yeah. Um, like, they're starting to reevaluate a lot of those. Maybe it's their marriage. Uh, maybe it's their work relationships. And I feel like you're a good person to, because you know how to sustain seriously long 
friendships. Like yeah. your friendship with your best friend Asita is twenty plus we years met now. In, in two th- it's this is this is the year twenty. No, we met in tw- two thousand two, so we're on nineteen. Still, yeah. I don't know a lot of people that have twenty year friendships. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that's not uncommon for you. No, like you have a friend Todd. Todd, he's longer than nineteen. Yeah. Right, I, yeah. Eric is another one that yeah. comes to mind. That's a long-term friend. While you don't may not talk to him every single day, but we pick up the phone and get, we we're back at yeah. You know, we just had a beer yesterday. You know, so so I feel like something. You're a good person to say. Here's how I do that. Yeah, and, and if for me, I just stay in touch with those people. Sometimes it's a quick text. It, um, my friend Eric um, just actually got COVID for the first time couple weeks ago and he was like when i when i feel better let's just catch up again we talk every couple months like a half hour hour long phone call just catching up and talking about families and all that but yeah it's just it's just being for me being human and being present and just letting them know that i'm there if they ever need something um i sent actually sent an email out to my old college dorm mates and we talk very sporadically but we live together so like there's and that was a choice. It wasn't. <laughs> They've these, seen you naked. These were not people that were assigned. These, we all chose to live in an apartment together. So like we were, we were friends. Um, and I just sent an email, and we all have kids and husbands or wives. And I was like, um, this fall, let's all go to go to you and I and have a football Saturday and have you know have a have a tailgate. And all but one so far is written back. I'm like, yep, game on, let's do it. So like, it's it's that easy of just like keeping those relationships um, together and strong and. Whatever that looks like to you, is that three people or is that 30? I mean, it's yeah. you do you and you be honest about you. And I think for me, to having this conversation, um, it, you have to do what makes you happy and keeps you healthy, both mentally and emotionally and physically and whatever whatever that looks like for you. And so spend that, to, like you, you meditate. Yeah. I don't do that. But like part of my way of spending time in, in my own head is... is is when I get to work out. Like that's my time to like ask myself tough questions. Sounds dumb, but like make sure you're you're taking those assessments of yourself and, and um, making sure that you are taking care of you, which in turn takes care of the people in your world. Um, But to your point, like sometimes you just have to cut, cut the virus out and that's okay. Well, and, and don't put up with, you don't put up with bullshit. Yeah. Like your life is too short. You're, You're too important. Yeah. Um, to deal with that, and so again, whether it's professionally or personally, or 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 um, romantically, whatever, cut the shit out. Like, and it's hard. I've been there. It is fucking hard. Yep. But uh, you will be happier and healthier for it. I hope this has been helpful. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I asked you hard questions, so it. it uh, but it's a hard. It's a hard thing, like because you live yourself every day. You don't recognize that things have changed oftentimes. Someone from the outside can see it. And it's hard for you as an individual to see that. And, and that's why it was so hard for me to recognize in the moment that, fuck, this, I'm being treated like shit here. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. it's hard. There, I feel like self-awareness, I hate saying that word. I hate it too. But... And I, I'm not, I hate saying the word I feel like. I need to stop saying that. Because it's not a feeling. Yep. I have come to understand that while the one of the hardest things that a person t- can do for themselves is also the most rewarding, which is self-awareness. And until you until people start 
for me, it's what part of what meditation does. It helps me just center me back to myself for a little bit and yeah. how am I actually feeling physically, mentally, spiritually, all those things. Um, but until we can get to a place where we can honestly have a conversation with our heart and say, you know what, something is wrong here. Yeah. It could just be me. Cause like, if you're anything like me, you're an overthinker and you think something's there when something is not there. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to talk about it and say, Hey, yeah, I had a dream that you cheated on me last <laughs> night. I'm upset today. Yep. You had nothing to do with that, right? Yeah, I really didn't. But I didn't. It's funny. I actually saw a TikTok. I think I sent it to you of the couple that uh, there was a guy sitting yeah. there knocking on his door. And he's like, "Honey, I'm sorry, but I can't control oh, what you dream about." Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's I, I that that hit me because I'm like, it's true. Yeah. You don't, but it feels so yeah, real. It feels real when you get up and you feel like the emotional part of yeah. Richard just cheated on me. Yeah. I killed like someone this week. Like that's so hard to deal with, but yeah. you until you can learn to internalize and say, "Okay, what's real? Yeah, yeah. What am I projecting? What is actually really bothering me? Yeah. Is it the fact that you're not talking to me? Yeah. Is it the fact that I'm not getting enough attention? Like, what am is I the not actual problem? Right uh, okay. Like, what's the pr- actual problem? Yeah, what's the, what's the it's going to be hard to get beyond yeah. that. Yeah. What, no matter what the relationship is, yeah. Yeah. even with your boss. Yeah. So. Um, that was a hard lesson for me to learn coming out of my last one. Yeah. So anyway, good one. I hope good this was helpful yeah. for people. Um, if you have questions or want to talk offline, you can always reach out to one of us personally. Everything's we'll keep it to ourselves if that's what you want. Um, our couple's account is on Instagram, Richard and Steve also on Twitter, Richard and Steve, or you can find Steve on Instagram at life as daddy with Correct. a Y uh, or me is just, just Richard D. on Instagram or Twitter, and we're happy to have any conversation or listen or whatever you want. Life is hard. You can't do it alone. Oh, absolutely. So until next time, guys, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. As always, you can follow us online. We are on Instagram at Richard and Steve and also on Twitter at Richard and Steve. And when you find us there, we often tag our personal profiles there as well. So you will be able to go find us wherever we are, where we post about baking and dogs and our daughter and work and life and the lawn and everything in between. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being fans of this show. We love you all. Be well.